You are perfect in all. 
And now, as we turn our attention to the reading of the New Testament, our narrative today comes from the book of Matthew, chapter 12, verses 1 through 21. We'll read that the Pharisees had established 39 categories of actions forbidden on the Sabbath, based on interpretations of God's law and on Jewish custom. Harvesting was one of those forbidden actions. See, by picking wheat and rubbing it with their hands, the disciples were technically harvesting, according to the Pharisees. Well, Jesus and the disciples were picking grain because they were hungry, not because they wanted to harvest the grain for a profit. They were not working on the Sabbath. The Pharisees, however, could not and, of course, did not want to see beyond their law's technicalities. They had no room for compassion, and they were determined to accuse Jesus of wrongdoing. Jesus in this story, of course, refers back to King David, and that story is recorded back in 1 Samuel chapter 21. The bread of the presence was replaced every week, and the old loaves were eaten by the priests. The loaves given to David were the old loaves that had just been replaced with fresh ones there in the temple. Although the priests were the only ones allowed to eat this bread, God did not punish David because his need for food was more important than the priestly regulations. So Jesus here was saying, if you condemn me, you got to also condemn David, something the religious leaders could never do without causing a great uproar among the people. Jesus was not condoning disobedience to God's laws. Instead, he was emphasizing discernment and compassion in enforcing the laws. And with that, let's begin our reading today here in the New Testament. January 17th, the New Testament, Matthew chapter 12, verses 1 through 21. At about that time, Jesus was walking through some grain fields on the Sabbath. His disciples were hungry, so they began breaking off some heads of grain and eating them. But some Pharisees saw them do it and protested, Look, your disciples are breaking the law by harvesting grain on the Sabbath. Jesus said to them, Haven't you read in the Scriptures what David did when he and his companions were hungry? He went into the house of God, and he and his companions broke the law by eating the sacred loaves of bread that only the priests are allowed to eat. And haven't you read in the law of Moses that the priests on duty in the temple may work on the Sabbath? I tell you, there is one here who is even greater than the temple. But you would not have condemned my innocent disciples if you knew the meaning of this scripture. I want you to show mercy, not offer sacrifices. For the Son of Man is Lord even over the Sabbath. Then Jesus went over to their synagogue, where he noticed a man with a deformed hand. The Pharisees asked Jesus, Does the law permit a person to work by healing on the Sabbath? They were hoping he would say yes, so they could bring charges against him. And he answered, If you had a sheep that fell into a well on the Sabbath, wouldn't you work to pull it out? Of course you would. And how much more valuable is a person than a sheep? Yes, the law permits a person to do good on the Sabbath. Then he said to the man, Hold out your hand. So the man held out his hand, and it was restored, just like the other one. Then the Pharisees called a meeting to plot how to kill Jesus. But Jesus knew what they were planning. So he left that area, and many people followed him. He healed all the sick among them. But he warned them not to reveal who he was. This fulfilled the prophecy of Isaiah concerning him. Look at my servant, whom I have chosen. He is my beloved, who pleases me. 
I will put my spirit upon him, and he will proclaim justice to the nations. He will not fight or shout, or raise his voice in public. He will not crush the weakest reed, or put out a flickering candle. Finally, he will cause justice to be victorious, and his name will be the hope of all the world. Psalm 15, verses 1 through 5. Sanctuary and holy hill are interchangeable words describing the focal point of Israelite worship, the dwelling place of God. Now, in Hebrew poetry, the repeating pattern is found more in the thought than in the sound or rhythm. God calls His people to be morally upright. And in this psalm, He gives us ten standards to determine how we're doing. As we grow in our relationship with our Redeemer, we develop a desire to live by His standards. The depth of our eternal relationship with Him can often be measured by the way we reflect His standards in our daily activities. You know, words are powerful, and how you use them reflects on your relationship with God. Perhaps nothing so identifies Christians as their ability to control their speech, speaking the truth, refusing to slander, and keeping oaths, that is, promises. So, watch what you say. Psalm 15, verses 1 through 5, a Psalm of David. Who may worship in your sanctuary, Lord? Who may enter your presence on your holy hill? Those who lead blameless lives and do what is right, speaking the truth from sincere hearts. Those who refuse to gossip or harm their neighbors, or speak evil of their friends. Those who despise flagrant sinners and honor the faithful followers of the Lord, and keep their promises even when it hurts. Those who lend money without charging interest, and who cannot be bribed to lie about the innocent. Such people will stand firm forever. Proverbs chapter 3, verses 21 through 26. My child, don't lose sight of common sense and discernment. Hang on to them, for they will refresh your soul. They're like jewels on a necklace. They keep you safe on your way, and your feet will not stumble. You can go to bed without fear. You will lie down and sleep soundly. You need not be afraid of sudden disaster or the destruction that comes upon the wicked, for the Lord is your security. He will keep your foot from being caught in a trap.
From one scarred hand to the other Time again, your truth is drowned out by the storm I'm in. Today I feel like I'm just one mistake away from you leaving me this way. Jesus, can you show me just how far the east is from the west? Cause I can't bear to see the man I've been come rising up in me. Yeah, in the arms of your mercy I find rest Cause you know just how far the east is from the west One's got hand to the other I know you've watched me white Turn my darkness into light I need your peace to get me through To get me through this night
We believe in the resurrection And he's coming back again We believe So let our faith be more than anthems Greater than the songs we sing And temptations We believe We believe We believe in God the Father We believe in Jesus Christ We believe in the Holy Spirit And He's given us new life We believe in the crucifixion Father, we believe in Jesus Christ, we believe in the Holy Spirit, and He's given us new life. We believe in the crucifixion. Let's go.